0: Hey Mick, how's it going? Pretty good, how are you? Pretty good. Welcome to another episode of Points of Articulation. I am Ryan. And I am Mick. And today we're going to be talking about a couple of different topics, but really want to focus, I think, primarily on the uh, Kentucky Derby, or as we like to call it now. The massacre at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if I would call it a massacre. I guess people that bet on, I guess people that bet on the wrong horse think of it as a massacre.
0: Yeah, well, I got to tell you, uh, I did not see one footstep of the horse race, so I'm going to need a breakdown. I did hear there was quite a uh, quite a nice finish that was involved in some controversy, but. I need I need you to tell me as well as the listeners or the listener to uh, give me a give me a breakdown what happened so we can talk about it.
1: So just to give it some context, um, there was you know, there was one particular horse. uh, And he was one of the early favorites heading into the race. Uh, you know, Kentucky Derby is one of the largest fields in any uh, high stakes race that there is. I mean, there were about twenty I think twenty one horses uh, entered into the field. There was one or two late scratches, but you know it's it's one of the largest fields of fields of horses you 'll see in any in any high stakes uh, race. So maximum security, four career starts, four career victories. Uh, she, uh, two year old horse, female horse. Um, so she is go. I think she went off at like nine to two. You, she was a nine to two. Do you know,
0: race. do you know her blood type as well? I just want to make sure that, uh, you have all the <laughs> no, all the vitals. Now. I'm
1: just trying, I'm just trying to be very thorough I think her, in my, I think her blood here.
0: type was, or her, uh, I think her blood pressure was pretty high right before the race as well. Yeah. But continue, continue.
1: She's yeah. <laughs> high cholesterol. I was in one too many fatty meals before the race. But, um, so she was the she was odds-on favorite. There are a couple other horses that, that were favored to win as well. Uh, Code of Honor being one of them. Um, and uh, Tacatum was another one that some people had picked. But um, the horse that wound up winning as a result of the change in the decision was the, the biggest long shot in the race. Country House went off at 65 to 1. So this was just a true long shot. Uh, wasn't picked to really contend. Had never run a race uh, of this magnitude before um, against these these kinds of horses or these caliber mm-hmm. of horses. So,
0: was uh was I think... was, was Secretariat
1: in the race? <laughs> no, Secretary was not in the race. Okay. Uh, apparently, you you don't watch a whole lot of horse racing. I take it. No, can't say I've can't say I've seen one hoof. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway,
0: uh, anyway,
1: long story long story short, race starts. Maximum Security was, uh, I believe, uh, third from the rail, so it had an inside, inside post position. Country House was uh, farther on the outside to start the race. Really was not, I never even was paying attention to where that horse was because Maximum Security came out, took the lead early. Pretty much had led the race, uh, led the race wire to wire because Maximum Security did win the race in terms of how they initially finished the controversy took place on the final turn coming coming around that final turn into the home stretch you could now the the conditions were really wet and sloppy it was a rainy day in kentucky it was just very poor weather what was the and,
0: barometric pressure
1: oh my god in heaven it was uh, <laughs> i just want to make it, sure we're clear was, for everybody listening i want to make sure we're clear it was it was negative suck my white ass Paul. um <laughs> So the, the track conditions were sloppy, and as maximum security comes around that final turn, you could clearly see at one point um, she started to drift off the rail a little bit. And the, you could tell that the jockey, you know, in those few seconds that she drifted, was trying to steer her back toward the, toward the rail.
0: Was the jockey but, saying to himself, I can't get left?
1: I can't get left. Big Ben Parliament. (laughs) Uh, So so as that happens, you can see that because of her drifting off the rail, she impedes the progress of Country House, who was beginning to try to make a move off of her right side. And, And you can see in slow motion that the horse, that Country House, the, the horse's head kind of moved up and to back to, you know, up and to the right, back and to the left. The bullet hits back to the left. <laughs> so it, it, there was, uh, you know, uh, interference there. And and there was another horse, the 18 horse, who, the name of the horse, I have to go back and look. That horse was also starting to make a move. And as a result of this, uh, you know, drifting off the rail by maximum security, completely fell off the pace. Uh, and out of contention. And uh, Code of Honor, who wound up finishing initially third, also was affected because then Country House drifted right into Code of Honor. So there was a clear kind of, you know, uh, disruption, if you will. and it, But it didn't look like a whole lot when you were watching the race in real time. After the race finished, everybody's all excited. Maximum Security wins. Blah blah blah. The you know jockey jockey's getting ready to go to the winner's circle. Then all of a sudden, they throw up the objection uh, sign on the on the uh, on the leaderboard, and that's when everybody knew okay something was going to be uh, either you know contested or they're going to look at something it. was a and It was a twenty. It was a twenty-two minute delay. I mean, that's a long time. Uh, for a photo finish or objection or anything in horse racing, that was a long, agonizing wait. People were just staring because, I mean, people that bet, bet on maximum security were hoping that they didn't lose. And people that were betting on uh, Country House were praying that they somehow overturned this result. And to give it some more context, you had never there was never an overturned decision in the history of the Kentucky Derby. Wow. So after that 22 minute 23 minute delay, they came back and they and they gave it to Country House and they said that basically maximum security had uh come off the rail, interfered, impeded the progress of the horse to the right cuz you really it's kind of like you know driving a car, you've got to stay in your lane. And you, and you have to make every effort as a jockey to keep the horse in in the lane that they're in and not drift or impede the progress of another horse. So tell me now you could say that it was unintentional. Well
0: tell me this though. But you said this is the first time that this sort of things happened in the Kentucky Derby. Has this ever happened in any other race? I mean is this common?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, you get you get you get uh horses that were taken down off the off the off the winners uh Position a lot. It's it's actually. Do they go and take the roses
0: off of the horse's neck, the little the little necklace they give them?
1: Well, they they never put the roses on <laughs> to begin with because that, that that objection got put up pretty quickly. Yeah. Until you get the official results in horse racing, no one's no one's doing anything celebratory. But in in normal, you you go to any local racetrack around the country, you know midweek racing card. It's not uncommon to see a bump here or there, a disqualification. It happens. I was even. I think I've even been at the track in a few instances in my life where there have been some decisions that were changed. So it happens. The the it just doesn't usually happen to this magnitude in a race of this importance. Just imagine, uh, just
0: imagine the ones that threw away their ticket.
1: Right, and, and well, that's what that's what people were saying is imagine the, the you know the frustrated fans that didn't wait for the official results and they tore their ticket up for both you know for Country House. Um, or you know, just thought they started celebrating early, thought they thought they won, and it turned out that you know the the decision was overturned. Like, so
0: we had a friend that thought he won a thousand bucks.
1: Yeah, we had a, we had a, I had a, a couple friends, a couple that I work with, and and one mutual friend of ours. Yeah, he thought he won a grand. He was and, so excited, and and then...
0: sudden... <laughs> what? sheer what was that? Sheer happiness to sheer agony within 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the thrill of victory to the agony of defeat. In a wide world sport,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, and, and it was it was really it was weird because you can kind of tell they were interviewing the jockey that was riding Maximum Security, and they asked him about the bump or about the drift, and he's like, "Well, you know," and he's a he was he was a South American guy, I think, and he's like, "You know, she's a young horse, and she had never you know heard a crowd that loud. I mean, you got one hundred and fifty thousand people in the grandstand, so when those horses are coming out of that final turn." it gets loud. It's like being at, you know, any NFL game or any, you know, national championship game that you've ever experienced. And all that sound is coming at them from in front because they're coming into the home stretch. So he he made it seem like she got a little spooked by that and she started to drift toward it. And he had to pull, and he's like, you know, I pulled her back toward the rail, but I don't think it was that big of a deal. And I don't think it was enough to really overturn anything. But you could tell that he was kind of glazing over it And then they talked to the owner of Country House in in a quick interview during this delay. And he's like, well, he's like, I don't want to speculate, but I can just tell you that any midweek racing card at any track around the country, that type of a bump, that type of an of of an interference and the winner would come down. So you can see immediately that both sides were lobbying uh, for why there should or shouldn't be a, a change in the decision but they did and um you know obviously there were half the people out there were happy about it half the people were <laughs> unhappy about it and it was just you know do you agree with it you could clearly see it on the replay and when you watched a full speed replay from watching the horses come at you they had a camera angle where it was coming at you around the turn um it it was pretty it was pretty obvious
0: so, so it was obvious now was this was this the fault of the jockey like did the jockey pull the horse over or did the horse just drift
1: no the horse started to drift off the rail like he was so, you know midway around the turn so, where you would then begin to straighten out it just he she just started to drift and the jockey did i'd say did an admirable job of bringing her back right but, but it, it
0: wasn't it, the just, fault of the jockey is what my question is
1: uh, i don't know you could make the argument that a jockey at that level those guys are the best in the world at what they do for a reason, and they're paid in that instance to keep <laughs> that horse from
0: the best in the world. You know, they go to like a school, and there's like a is there like a yeah training class, and there's all, there's minor yeah. league? is there minor yeah league for I jockeys? mean those
1: guys those yeah those guys are those guys are <laughs> about as rare as um you know as a, a Floyd Mayweather or a, a boxer it? that is or a UFC guy that is just. You know, training and training to cut weight and make a weight. I mean, those guys are <laughs> tiny dudes. They're, they're like, like They're like eighty pounds. Yeah, they are. They are. They're like they're like they're, they're tiny, tiny guys. But
0: but they, they go they through like, like not... do they have to like build their way up through the ranks and like, hey, you know, you're getting you're getting the call up to the big, to the big show.
1: Well, sure, they start at tracks They start at smaller tracks And ride and, and riding in smaller races They breeze horses in, in practice and workouts What are you going to be when you grow up? Uh,
0: well, Dad, I really hope I can make it as a uh, horse jockey I
1: hope well, I can make it, can make it Well,
0: son, you better, start, you better stop eating now Yeah, yeah we're going to put you on rats and yeah, you're Yeah, exactly
1: Dad, I want a peanut butter and jelly Not today, kid
0: You're going to have just a lick of the jelly so <laughs> I'll if, just smell, I'll just, I just smell, smell my buddy. Sam, yeah, say. exactly. If, I mean, again, it, it, this is a race between animals. Am I correct? So uh, if last you're, time I text, yeah. Yeah. So if it wasn't, if we can say that it wasn't the jockey pulling him off the rail, it's just the horse on his own going, Oh crap, I don't want to run into this rail. So let me just get out of the way of this thing. Cause I don't even know what this thing is because I've just Ooh. done I'm a horse. And, well,
1: again, it's not it's not him trying to run into the, into the trail. Right. It's him actually.
0: So, mo- he was running
1: toward. He was he was reacting to the crowd noise right. because exactly. the crowd so, noise was intense. How
0: is that the fault of the horse or the jockey or how did they lose because of it? He's in the lead, right? It wasn't like it wasn't like he was in second place and he clipped the the horse in front of him's you know, hind legs and knocked you know knocked him down. He was in the even in, in the lead. He thought <laughs> he saw. He had the shot. He there was no danger, so he took it. And he obviously put <laughs> yeah, his major rule of engagement was, by moving over. But he was. I just don't get how he was
1: inverted at the time. <laughs> I, I don't get how
0: that would be. You know, the they're the going to make you know review it and say, okay, that's it. You lost now. I mean, granted, the horse doesn't care that he lost because he's a horse and he was just running. <laughs> but uh, I just well, I don't see how I don't see how that's something that would be their fault and like, hey, you're gonna. You know we're gonna, we're gonna, and the owner, you know, who's a you know, from a multi millionaire to you know, oh, sorry, now you're not a. I mean, granted, he's probably got plenty to go around because he's a horse owner, but you know what I mean, right. He Went from thinking he won the Kentucky Derby to you know, no, nope, sorry,
1: you're a loser. Well, just to give you some perspective on how much money it, that cost them, oh, yeah, the winners. The winner's purse was one point eight six million dollars, so, so they lost that. Plus
0: the stud and fees they, that come in, that get the, involved with it.
1: They they said they they said they lost uh, as much as ten million dollars in stud fees. I, I mean, the the horse is still going to be bred, obviously. Yeah. Because he did, in theory, when You know, he did in terms of actuality, actual running, finished first. But then they're going to you know, obviously the argued the continued argument is. Um, you know, there, there would have been maybe a different outcome.
0: Right. Which again, I, I don't, I don't, unless you can fault the jockey, I don't think you can fault the animal in this case, but that's just my opinion. And I I'm sticking to you, it. You, you,
1: you have to, I mean, you, obviously I'm not a, I'm not a racing. Yeah. Guru, and I'm but... sure
0: there's rules. So I guess that's why they're, they're following them. But again, you're, you know, you're coming down to the thought process of a, of an animal. You know, and assuming that he should, you know, this guy, this thing's got to know what it's supposed to do in that situation. And granted, maybe it's the jockey's job to be able to keep him in that lane. But again, you're, you know, you're moving that fast. It's not like that thing's going 20 miles an hour. That thing's flying. You know, it's coming, yeah, they're, they're moving, and it's coming out they're, of they're a corner. It a so it's like you know, you're turning into the corner, and it's drifting off. So you're trying to pull him in. I mean, and plus, let's again, we said he's, he's five three, eighty eight pounds. He's not really going to be pulling a, yeah. a, a wild
1: stallion. If you well, will. it's it's less. I think it's less about whether or not the jockey uh, could control that or is at fault. It the way they the way they interpret the ruling is this okay? They have a certain protocol that they want every the race or the the riders to adhere to. They keep your horses in your lanes. Not no bumping. No 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 cutting off of the other horse. What they have to be able to look at and determine is the intent. What, yes, but they can't tell. That's the problem. Well, you're they not going to tell. Determine. It's an animal.
0: Again, but, you could right, you say there the jockey's not at fault. Say the jockey's not at
1: fault, then it should be fair game. They can't determine if the jockey purposefully did that or not. Because here's I mean, the thing: can't you tell if, if, he,
0: owner, can't you tell if he pulled on the reins to the or, you know, or, you know, toward no, that he, other horse? You,
1: you, know, you can't tell when you're pushing that horse's head forward and you're trying to make a move. They can't really tell. All he's doing is thing. the horse in one direction or not, because he didn't start whipping the horse yet. He hadn't. He hadn't really opened the horse up yet. But if he senses, if a jockey senses that a, that a guy's making a move on on his on either side of him, and he just kind of, you know, little by little starts to inch the horse into the into the uh, the lane of the other horse to his right or left there are instances where jockeys do that on purpose and they're disqualified as a result. So what they've got to look at here objectively is can we determine that this was simply a a natural movement of the horse versus the jockey actually trying to cut the other rider off? And if he's not intentionally trying to do it besides that, is the move so severe that it had an effect on the outcome of the race? And that's what they, I think, had to look at is because this move was, was as, Um, was as visible as it was and it had a clear outcome on the race can we overlook it as well as incidental contact you know it's almost like making a pass interference call in in football where you say well this was incidental contact versus a blatant attempt at either trying to break the pass up and just interfering too much with the receiver or you know flat out face guarding so he can't catch the pass, yeah,
0: but see, I think I think again that's when you're bringing I think you should stop it at can we tell if the jockey was at fault, and if not, if we can't tell if the jockey's at fault, it didn't look like he was at fault, then I thought it should stand if it was the jockey at fault, then it should be overturned like I, I, again, personally,
1: I, I personally think that the jockey knew that horse was coming up on the right he he didn't make a very um demonstrative or severe adjustment to try to bring the horse back to the rail he did he did an okay job as i mentioned earlier of making it look like it was a drift and then it was a recovery but i personally think he sensed that horse bearing down on him and he moved off the rail to try to make it a little harder for that for the outside horse to pass him and as a result it created a a bunching effect on those other three horses and and he didn't get away with it. That's just me. All right,
0: well, I think you're an idiot then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even watch the race, so yes. how are you even making... That's how true. It just based on
0: based on what you told me the barometric pressure was and the what the horse had for lunch prior to the race, I can
1: tell you it was not the
0: jockey's fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well, I guess we'll just have to leave it at that and agree to disagree. I mean, it's... um. It was—it's controversial. I mean, it could, you could have made the argument that they should have kept it the same. You could have made the argument that they should have changed it, which obviously that's what they did. Um, it's going to be one of those things that go down in history as <laughs> probably the most controversial outcome—a
0: day that will live of, in um, Kentucky Derby.
1: <laughs> what?
0: A day that will live in infamy.
1: <laughs> the Scariest conditions imaginable. <laughs> I think it's 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 going to be talked about for a long, long time because of the fact that it had never happened before in a race of that magnitude, and, um, you know, you, you're going to have it split down the middle. It's just... It's pretty indicative of the times we live in. You got pretty much 50% of the population that thinks it was a good call and a good decision, and 50% that thinks that it, uh, it was horrible. Right, right.
0: Huh, well, uh, I have... Are we done with that topic? Because I have one that I'd like to speak on.
1: Yeah, I think we have beat it to death. So I, think not we, to, uh, I think we no, beat no the dead, we beat horse. dead horse. To death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so
0: as we spoke about, I don't even know when, recently, uh, we had a show. My wife had an art show this weekend called Fan Expo Dallas. And, uh, you know, we're there. And throughout the show, you know, you got to take breaks, go to the bathroom. And I've noticed this sort of thing in each of the last few shows because I've had them, you know, for kind of back to back weekends. But I've started to notice these things. And don't, please don't ask me why because I have no idea why. But I noticed that when I go into the bathroom, obviously the men have the urinals on the wall and they have the stalls. Right. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not, you know, scared or, you know, there's no intimidation factor for me, even though, you know, it's not much down there. I, uh, <laughs> I have no problem going to the urinal. I just get close, keep my, you know, we keep our eyes forward, maybe look down. You don't ever look to the left or right. So (laughs) you go into a bathroom, let's say there's six urinals. Okay. So I'm in urinal number three. Okay. Yeah. You walk in and
1: all the other five urinals are open. Which one are you going to pick? I'm typically going to leave at least one urinal exactly myself and the and the person who's who's the only other person that's in there if you can right if it's right if it's unavailable
0: then just just kind of an etiquette
1: thing where I you know just give the person some distance bathroom
0: etiquette that's what I want to call this bathroom etiquette because I can tell you, it happened to me like eight times, while I was in the last couple weekends eight times, I'm in the bathroom, you know having you know no stage no, no stage fright cuz you know there was no one really in there or there was one guy three right. or four urinals down from me but there was at least two urinals between me and the next guy and right. more than more than a few times this guy some guy walks in he's right next to me <laughs> and i'm like so, I'm like, so come what does on. that do so what like, does
1: that do to your flow at that well, point Did midstream like it? it
0: really it really puts a damper on you know the pressure <laughs> you know i'm i got you know things flying out and then all of a sudden it starts to lessen a little bit and i'm like huh. What's going on right now? And I'm like, well, eyes forward, eyes down, don't look, don't look. And then it was like, there was one time I had just started and this guy walks in and he's whistling. He's a like,
1: just whistling.
0: Yeah. And he just, sure, yeah. and not only is he right next to me, but he's three or four feet from the actual urinal. So he's like pissing from long long distance. So so he's long distance. Yeah, like I was like, golly, buddy, at least move in. I don't want to splash. Like, what if you splash (laughs) and you get my leg? Like, so I kind of eyeballed him a little bit and he like looked at me like, hey, what are you looking at? I'm like, trust me, I'm not looking down there. I just want to know why you can't move over one. (laughs) But let me me."
1: let me play devil's advocate just for a second. I I get what you're saying, because if it was me, as as I mentioned, if it was me and I walked into a public uh, restroom and there were. If I had my choice of urinals and there was only one or two other individuals in there already, I would probably, like I said, at least keep one, one space in between myself and the next person, you know, because obviously you've got your choice of where to go. So why not just, why not spread out?
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, am I that good looking? I mean, maybe, but I don't know. Come on.
1: This leads me, I'll play devil's advocate for a second. Uh, in, in contrast to that, if I walked in and I maybe was thinking I was deep in thought, maybe I was, you know, I had just gotten off the phone with someone and I was replaying part of the conversation in my mind, or I just, something had distracted me. I I'd be lying if I said that at some point in my life, when walking into a men's room, did I did I ever use a urinal right next to somebody when I could have moved down uh a, a spot or two? Probably. I probably. So I think at that point you I would ask you, is it I mean it really I, I get what you're saying. I don't know if it would if it would bother me at that much that it, I couldn't finish what I was what i was doing and just simply <laughs> so and I, maybe i don't, I don't know if I'd, be, if I'd be completely bent out of shape over it unless somebody was trying to actually you know give a give a peek over the wall if you know what i
0: mean well there was no walls on these that was what that was another thing if there's a wall eh, maybe i could you know i don't have really oh, a problem so you, okay all right these so are you're telling me
1: these are we these wall-less. are old school urinals where yeah, there's no there's like maybe, wall. there's maybe like a
0: foot in between each one like a, if the guy was big enough we could have been rubbing elbows
1: that, yeah, that that I can see changes it a little bit because if you got you know more newer and more modern men's rooms have the little you know little plastic or wooden divider wall or yeah. you know, form- Formica. You call that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well something usually is there. I, if it's a bathroom like you're talking about where there's nothing, I, I can see your point. Again, it's kind of eyes straight ahead, just finish what you're doing and get out of Dodge. Yeah, exactly.
0: But the only – the only, to me, the only exception to that rule is if there's only the children's ones
1: available. Oh, like you know, the, the ones that are real, one that are real low. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing the John Candy Uncle Buck where yeah. you <laughs> got to go down on one knee to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's looking around, can't find any full-size ones, so he's got to – move right. the, the trench coat out of the way and get down on one knee
0: exactly that's the to me that's the only exception to the rule is if there's a little kids one available only then you know snuggle up right next to me buddy yep 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 but i don't know and it's it's funny i've it never bothered me until this this weekend i just started noticing it over the past few weeks it's happened to me a bunch and i'm like what is wrong what's what's going on why am i so just amazing to people
1: i think just, you're just kind of, i think you're just becoming old and crotchety and yeah shit like that bothers you now where it didn't bother
0: you that's probably it that's probably it. Cause Cause a lot think of things, about it, when we were a lot more we were,
1: things bother me now than it used to that's for sure when we were 21 or 22 we didn't give a shit if we you know <laughs> i would
0: where, have been the we, guy standing six feet away from it trying to hey
1: watch yeah. this stream whoa yeah. i made it yeah we could have dropped trowel anywhere and be like hey look at the look at the stream on that look, i got it's like Long distance, I can do it you know, across the room.
0: I would ask so the guy next be to me to hold a fame for me. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, <laughs> shake that out for me, buddy. <laughs>
0: Doctor told me not to lift anything heavy.
1: <laughs> three weeks, yeah, three weeks before I can do it. <laughs> but I, I guess you know, I can see your point that it's a little odd. You know, I, I'm not looking to cozy up to somebody. You know, to take a piss if I can, if I can, and it's not about. You know, just to put it in context, it's not about I don't want anybody to, you know, I, you know, it's a men's room. You know, you've been in, we grew up in locker rooms. You know, you take showers yeah. with 20 other guys. It's not about worrying if another guy's your junk. It's about just, you know, if I can if I can avoid being on top of somebody, right? then I would rather not be on top. of Exactly.
0: Somebody. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: That's just my yeah. two cents. That's all just, little no,
1: things. just I, general I, musings
0: I, that I have as an older gentleman in yeah life.
1: it's kind of kind of hard for me to argue with you on that one. I think that it, like like I said, if you had your choice, you'd move if you had the ability to, you'd move over, but again, you don't really know what's going through the other person's mind. maybe he was distracted, thinking about <clears> it i just I can't imagine
0: that happened as much <laughs> as many times as it did. I would say, yeah, once, maybe twice, I can understand
1: it it literally was like eight times.
0: So, I think the biggest
1: question you have to ask yourself is how much water are you drinking that you got to go, go to the bathroom this time? This <laughs> was over <laughs> a bunch of different weeks. This was over the last couple of weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought this
0: was like in a matter of a day or something. Uh, maybe I <laughs> got a UTI. I've been going a lot. Yeah.
1: Maybe I drink some cranberry juice or something.
0: <laughs> Can I get a pomegranate while I'm at it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some acai?
0: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a good point. And then next time I go into a restroom, I'll be sure to. If, what, what, what do we want to refer to that as? Just a you know, a one, a one space or a one urinal distance? I would say, yeah, we need at least
0: at least one urinal distance if you can help it.
1: We should start measuring everything in urinals. In <laughs> urinals. <distance. laughs>
0: He's about six or seven <laughs> urinals away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How, how much towel do you think we need for this room? I uh, Probably about eight, nine urinals worth to get from one side to the other.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. You misunderstood
1: me. That's 42 square urinals to towel this entire room. <laughs> uh,
0: make, sure you leave a, make sure you leave an empty one you know, for safety.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to paint yourself in a corner on that. <laughs> oh, well, that All right. is, uh, that's a good one to log into the uh, – you know, restroom etiquette folder. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of bathroom etiquette these days.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're definitely getting old if that's if that's one of the first things on your mind. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like Carl Peterson,
0: no Carl Fredricksen, Carl Fredricksen from Up. <laughs> who, who I was gonna say? Who the hell is Carl Fredricksen? <laughs> Isn't that Carl Fredricksen? Is that his name?
1: The movie? <laughs> it's like a new cologne or something. What are you wearing, <laughs> Carl Fredricksen? <laughs> 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 so, when you said, when you finally said up, I got it. Because yeah, it's, not, posted, it's but... not
0: Peterson, it's Fredrickson, right?
1: No, George Peterson. George Peterson. George. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's George Peterson. No, it's Carl.
0: It's Carl Fredrickson, I'm telling you. Right, yeah, but whatever.
1: George Peterson is from Field. George Spielberg. Peterson's
0: from, yeah. yeah. He's the principal. No, he's the well, dad. I should say
1: you would. What does he say to me? I should hope you are. <laughs> A family member <laughs> dies, and you insult me. Insult me. Tell them. Carl Fredricksen. That's probably. The, I think maybe three people <laughs> would understand what who Carl Fredricksen was.
0: But you know, that's all that matters.
1: Because you said up when you oh, said, okay. and then I got it because Dominic, when he was younger, had watched that movie, and I remember the
0: when you said up, ever the old guy. Yes,
1: exactly. The old crotchety guy. Yeah, yeah, he's just pissed off. That's that's you because someone got too close to at the urinal.
0: But you know, that's it's my private time.
1: <laughs> I get lost you're in. And, here for Thirty
0: uh, seconds. I'm like Jack Handy. I get lost in. I got deep thoughts by Jack Handy. <laughs> I don't know. if
1: you, I don't know if Handy was the best best last name. You yeah, chose.
0: probably not. But that was one of my favorite
1: skits. I I wish I had, say, you're in there. You're oh, in there yeah. for 30 seconds, but then I realize at your age, you're probably in there for about three, four minutes just trying to shake it out before you can walk away from the urinal.
0: Well, I don't want any drips, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, you got dribbles all over
0: you. Thing drips for weeks. I walk, I, walk, I walk out with napkins in my, in my
1: pants. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Like, it, it, it used to be that you could just, you know, you pinch it and you just cut your stream right off. wouldn't even matter. You just, like, clenched it like an iron fist. Now it, you got to literally shake it out – for about a good minute and a half.
0: Then you got to do about 10 jumping jacks and give it another couple shakes.
1: And then when you try to stuff it back in your boxer briefs or whatever you're wearing, it, it, then you get, I don't know, something like, it's like an overflow effect where it dribbles out and then you still get some on your underwear. You're like, oh, fuck.
0: Uh, maybe maybe that's, uh, I've never really had that problem. Maybe you should see a doctor about that one. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I've got, my prostate's gone.
1: <laughs> it's like a deflated balloon.
0: I uh, I'll I'll try and get you a business card. I know somebody.
1: <laughs> you know somebody high up the your uh, u- the yeah. urological food chain.
0: <laughs> He's a urethra expert.
1: Yeah, I think that's what I need is a urethra expert. <laughs> <laughs> There's right, nothing well, that excites me more than hearing the, the words urethra and expert in the same sentence.
0: It always reminds me of Aretha Franklin. I don't know why, but it's kind of weird. <laughs>
1: That is kind of weird. <laughs> Whenever I think of urethra, I think of R E S P E C T. Find out what it means. <laughs> me. Yeah. If if somebody would stay one urinal away from me, they'd get yes, a lot more. Yes. They,
0: they would get me if they were one urinal away. They would get a lot more R E S P
1: E C T. Right. Uh, exactly. That's my for thoughts. Sure. My thoughts exactly. Yeah. Well.
0: <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up with that because I actually have to go to the bathroom right now.
1: Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think we could really. Uh, we can top that after talking about our streams and urinals and just yeah, well, not much else we can really say to top that for for this evening. So we'll probably leave it there. Yeah, sounds like
0: a good spot to end. So uh, for those of you out there, if you're listening and you like the show, um, please give us five star rating. Leave us any comments. If you have any questions, if you have any topics that you'd like us to discuss, you know, go ahead and leave comments there. And uh, once again, this is Points of Articulation. Until next time, I'm Ryan.
1: I'm Mick. And if you see uh, Ryan in the restroom the next time you walk into a public bathroom, (laughs) just leave. Please. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, buddy. See you. See you next time.